Hello, and welcome to the Beauty Biz Show. I'm your host, Lori Crete. I'm a licensed esthetician, spa owner, industry consultant, speaker, and journalist, and the founder of the Beauty Biz Club, which is the only professional success-based society designed to dramatically up your bookings, increase your profits, and provide you with industry-specific resources that are needed to succeed. If you'd like to know more about how you can become a member of the Beauty Biz Club, please visit beautybizclub.com. Now I invite you to join me as I feature inspirational messages from industry gurus and practical tips to tap into your best success. Stay tuned for some serious Beauty Biz entertainment. excited about today's topic because I'm going to be talking about something that I consider to be a beauty industry taboo topic, actually a false taboo topic. So we're going to dive into the topic in just a second, but I just want to give you a little bit of a heads up on what's happening. January 26th, what's happening in early 2020, I can't believe it. January 26th, we or I will be teaching two classes at ISSE in Long Beach, California, and you can find out all the details and there's a link to grab your ticket at lauricrete.com. So January 26th, my first speaking engagement of 2020, and I will be sharing some pretty fun stuff at this show. So I hope you'll join me again. You can find out all the juicy details at lauricrete.com. And then I want to invite you to join me inside a new Facebook group that I've recently opened, and it's called Beauty and Success Launchpad. And the reason I'm inviting you now is because it's time sensitive. Starting in mid-January, I'm going to be doing something that I've never done before, and that is sharing online, live, the modern method to become booked perfectly in 2020. Again, this is something that I'm doing just to share with my fellow beauty entrepreneurs. There's no charge to join me. And we've been working really hard to set this up, but it's a really amazing step-by-step system that is going to help you become booked perfectly in 2020. And so excited. So head over, join me on Facebook, Beauty and Success Launchpad. All I'm going to do is ask that you answer the questions And there's a reason for this. It's because we want to keep this really exclusive and really designed to welcome in talented estheticians who are really excited to maximize their potential. This group is for licensed professionals or even beauty school students that maybe are feeling a little bit overwhelmed in a noisy, saturated market. I'm going to show you how to step out, how to shine, and how to really monetize and become booked perfectly in 2020. So head over there and join me. Don't forget to answer the questions. Okay, so today, here's the topic that I considered to be taboo, falsely taboo. We should be talking about this, but we're not. And the topic is when you can't fix a client. So really, this week, I want to talk about something that I consider to be falsely taboo. And really, maybe it could be that I've spent too much time in a small, dark treatment room over the last 17 years, and I've missed out on something, but I don't think that I've ever heard this topic brought up in a public manner, and it's really time that we have this conversation. 
So let's talk about this for a little bit. What happens when you can't fix a client? Well, the best case is your confidence is busted and you're going, what, Lori, that's the best case? Yeah, best case scenario, your confidence is busted. Or maybe even your client loses trust in your ability to provide results. That's best case scenario when you can't fix a client. So let me talk a little bit about worst case scenario. Your client stops coming to you. So you lose a really loyal client or a new client that you thought was going to be this amazing client that would stay in your business forever and ever and ever. Or maybe you get a bad, crappy review on a social platform, which happened at my spa. I'll just tell you a little bit about what happened. This gal came in. I was not at the spa But she came in and she had just left another spa and had gotten a chemical peel. And my esthetician, who did the right thing, said to her, I don't feel comfortable waxing your eyebrows. And the girl insisted, insisted, insisted. So my employee said, I will do it for you, but I'm going to tweeze. And that means I can't get every single hair. Well, guess what? The girl expected my employee to get every single hair. And it was our first three-star review ever after like 15 years. Both of us were devastated. So... It's a bummer. It happens. Sometimes you try your best and you still get a bad review. But worst case is when you've tried really, really hard and given it your all to fix a client, whether it's an anti-aging concern your client had or acneic skin, and you just can't do it. Maybe it's hyperpigmentation and you get a bad review because of it. That stinks. Worst case. And then also worst case scenario could involve the client wanting their money back, right? Okay. You promised me this. Maybe you didn't even promise them. And you, you guaranteed this and it didn't work. And now I want my money back or I want to return all these products that I bought, blah, blah, blah. Those are worst case scenarios, right? So best case is maybe your confidence is busted a little bit and your client may lose trust in your ability to provide results with that specific modality. Worst case is the client stops coming to you. So you're losing the revenue. You're losing the income, even though you tried really hard, you get a bad review that really stinks or a client even wants their money back, which sucks. Okay. So Best case, worst case. Now let's talk about the beautiful case and why I believe this topic has been taboo, falsely taboo for so long, and we need to talk about it together in a community setting with other professionals. The beautiful case scenario here is you live, you learn, and guess what? You'll do better next time. And better meaning whether it is in how you provide information to your client or a better technique, or maybe you upgrade a modality. So this week, I want to talk about something falsely taboo. And I say falsely taboo because we often feel like such a failure when this happens because nobody wants to admit they couldn't fix a client, right? Because as humans, we really don't want to disappoint anyone, especially those who are paying us to help them. But here's the truth. It's going to happen and we cannot beat ourselves up when it does. So I want to share with you a personal story that just happened to me this weekend that inspired this podcast. So I have a teen client. I adore her. I adore her mother. And she's been in for about five facials. Her mom has brought, bought everything that I've recommended to fix her acneic skin, including products, the facials that I recommend, the handheld tools that I thought maybe would help her wash her face at home. Her mom has done everything. I have educated this client to the very best of my knowledge. I am a certified acne specialist. I have given her everything that I think could help fix her skin. And she came in this Saturday completely broken out. And I literally could see in her face how depressed she was. And I felt it, right? 
And I know you feel this way too. Like there's an empathy that we feel towards clients, especially when we're all trying so hard to fix a skin condition or, or achieve a result that the client is desiring and it's just not happening. So I did her facial. I asked her a bunch of questions and, you know, you can tell certain things. I could tell she's been picking at her face because she had those yellow crusted over pustules that look like they may have had a little bit of infection in them. She said she's trying to do better with eating sugar, but then she also told me that they ate like six pies at Thanksgiving. I guess everyone brought dessert to her Thanksgiving dinner and people forgot to bring the meal. So they had a ton of sugar. Anyway, didn't matter. I talked to her. I tried to guide her again because we all need somebody who's going to educate us and hold us accountable. And when she left, she was a little bit red because I had done extractions and she was really, really inflamed. So what did I do? I sent her away again with instructions, again, reminding her of what she needed to do. And when I got home, I called her mother because I know that this is bothering her mother too. And really what would the easy thing have been to do? Just do the facial, let the kid go home and then go, oh, well, I'll see her in a few months. But when you can't fix somebody, you have to show up differently. So your client doesn't lose trust. So your client has the exact opposite type reaction, interaction with you. So they really fully trust you. So I called her mom and I just said, listen, I could see how upset, let's call the little girl Susie, Susie was when she came in. And I want you to know that I'm trying everything I can to help your daughter. And then I just stopped and I let the mom talk. And she said, Lori, I don't know what to do. I feel like I'm just throwing money at the problem. I don't know what to do. Now, here's the thing. I know the kid has been to a dermatologist out here that wanted to put her on Accutane and the mom didn't feel right about that. So the mom suggested to the dermatologist, maybe just put her on the birth control pill. Let's try that first. So the birth control pill worked a little bit, but I can't help but feel maybe this dermatologist was just throwing pills at the problem. So I don't know if it was the right pill for the kid or whatever. I don't know. But I listened to the mom talk. And then I said, listen, I want to help you. But honestly, I'm a little bit stumped right now. I said, I know she's picking her face. She told me she's picking it at school. We all know how many germs there are at school. And maybe her diet isn't perfect, which it's hard to get a teen to eat perfectly. But let me recommend a few other things to you. And one of them being, maybe you could see a pediatric endocrinologist. Because when I was in Los Angeles, I co-partnered with an endocrinologist and a dermatologist. And I had beautiful results. I said, so why don't you go on to your health insurance plan and search for a pediatric endocrinologist if you can find one in this area. And then let me do some research. And also, I want you to talk to Jay. Jay is a nutritionist and see if maybe there's something in her diet she could tweak. So here's the thing. I just called the mom. I let her know that I cared. I let her know that I felt the struggle as well. I was trying everything and it was bumming me out that it wasn't working, but I would continue to do my research and learn and ask and see what I could do to help her child. So I feel like that was the right thing to do. And here's the thing. We just can't fix everything. So if you're dealing with a client like this, or you've dealt with a client like this in the past, I get it. And we should be supporting each other more and talking to each other more about this topic. 
So I want to share with you today just three quick and simple tips. I know it's near the end of the year and you, you got a lot to do. So I want to make this a fast podcast. I want to share three simple tips on what to do when you have not succeeded at helping a client. Number one is do not feel like a failure because you're not. Harvard educated doctors sometimes cannot fix their patients. It just happens. So number one is do not feel like a failure. Number two is, and this is overlooked, you guys, have patience with your clients. I hear estheticians complaining all the time. Well, I told my client this. Well, I said that. Well, I did this. And I'm annoyed because they're not listening to me. And I get it. Maybe you feel like they're not following your exact instructions, but as a professional, you can't get defensive, snarky, or rude. And I'll tell you when this really affected me this week, I've been dealing with my eyesight. My right eye is just bumming me out. I can't barely see out of it anymore. And probably maybe it's old age. I don't know, but I've been to the eye doctor and I spent $800 getting an eye exam and getting glasses. I had no idea glasses were this expensive, but I had to go back in because when I went to get the glasses, the eye doctor wasn't there. I put them on. I couldn't see a foot in front of me, not one foot in front of me. So the person at the eye doctor's office said, well, don't take them home with you. Come back on Monday and you can just talk to the doctor. So I drove back over there on Monday and I felt like the doctor was totally annoyed with me. He said, what do you want me to do? This is the prescription that works for your eye. You tell me, you tell me what you want me to do. And I said, listen, I just want to be able to see a foot in front of me. (laughs) I don't know what to do, but I can tell you that I can't see with these glasses on. And he's like, you have to take them home and you have to try because they're progressive. And honestly, you guys are still can't see with the glasses on, but I'm going back again tomorrow. So it just was a real eye opening experience for me never to be annoyed with my client because people are doing the best that they can, especially when they want to achieve a result, but nobody's ever going to be perfect, right? So have patience with your client. And this is a perfect opportunity for you to learn maybe how to be a more professional business person, a more patient person, or maybe even more knowledgeable in a skill set. So instead of feeling annoyed and having zero patience with your client, try to communicate with your client. This is why I call my client's mom. I don't want her to lose my trust. I know she trusts me. And I don't want my ego to ever, ever, ever get in the way of my success. I don't want my ego to make me feel insecure and not confident. I don't want my ego to make me feel like I know more than my clients. And really, you can just stay in a real professional type relationship with your client if you're just willing to communicate with them. Most people just want you to listen to them. So just communicate and listen. Now, here's the second part of communication that you need to do when you just can't help a client. You feel like you've tried everything. You need to communicate with your peers. Keep learning and keep leaning on your resources. Keep learning and leaning on your resources. I have a a live meeting with the B2Biz Club expansion members. We meet up twice a year and we do have a few spaces still left open. If it's something you'd like to do, you can go ahead and go to beautybizclub.com and just reach out to us. There's a contact us tab there, and I will certainly be happy to send you over the application. But twice a year, we meet up and we do case studies. And I do these case studies for three reasons. Like I will actually, it's table, small tables of five or six, really amazing beauty and wellness professionals. 
and I'll do case studies. Here's what's happening. Here's a person's age. Here's a person's problem. And here's what the person has tried in the past. So I do these for three reasons. And it's what I'm talking about here, learning and leaning on your resources because the girls get to share and they get to learn that they have each other. And the third reason is because then we start our own little e-commerce. So now I know there are people like Cricket, the wax chick, she loves waxing, but she'll pick up the phone and call Terry, who's has her own line of acne products in Atlanta, and they will help each other with clients. So you share, you learn, and you lean on each other. So you got to communicate with your peers. And this is why I said this topic has been taboo, but it needs to be brought up. And we need to start using each other as resources because experience and recognizing patterns that happen, those are awesome nuggets of information and knowledge to share with each other. So we do this. We have case studies, table of five or six. They sit quietly and they map out exactly what they would do to treat this client. And then they share with each other. And some amazing stuff has come out of these case studies. And the fourth thing, I'm just going to wind it up, is you need to find and form strategic alliances to partner with. And, and they need to be people that you trust. And this either comes through just going in and booking an appointment with this person yourself or a referral by a client. But really, when I was working with this pediatric endocrinologist, and when I work with Jay for nutritional suggestions for my clients, I have much better results. And that's what I did in this situation. I I said, please try to find this endocrinologist because you've already tried a dermatologist that just wanted to put your child on Accutane. And if that does not feel good to you, then do not do it. I have my own opinions about that, but that's not what this podcast is about. And then Jay, you know, sometimes it is something that's happening in the belly with these kids. So find and form strategic alliances to partner with. And, and these need to be people that you trust. So my hope is that I've started a conversation that will allow us to remain confident professionals, even when we cannot fix a client. So if you want to continue this conversation, head over to Beauty and Success Launchpad, the Facebook group that I mentioned earlier. It's my private Facebook group for talented estheticians and beauty professionals who want to maximize their potential. I am going to ask that you please answer the questions because we want to keep this specifically for licensed professionals. So those are the people we're letting in quickly. It'll allow you to gain speedy access. And join me over there and share your thoughts surrounding maybe a time when you couldn't fix the client or when somebody busted your confidence because these conversations help us all tap into a higher level of learning and understanding. And don't forget, Another reason you're going to want to join me over in that Facebook group is because something really exciting is happening mid-January 2020, an online live training, and it's going to be the modern method to become booked perfectly in 2020, and you're not going to want to miss this one. I've never done anything like this before, and I could not be more excited about it. So let me go over the three tips again before I sign off for today. Do not feel like a failure. You are not... Have patience with your clients, even when you can't fix them, be a support for them, a support system. Communicate with your client, communicate with your peers, and find and form strategic alliances to partner with other people that you trust. And you'll start to actually get referrals from these people as well. So it's a good cyclical type networking and business building relationship strategy. Okay, guys, have a happy, happy, happy holiday season and join me in the group so we can continue the conversation, the Facebook group, Beauty and Success Launchpad. Have an awesome one. 
Thanks for joining me for today's episode of the Beauty Biz Show. If you enjoyed the show and you would take the time to leave a kind review over on iTunes, that is very much appreciated. And if you find you are left craving more Beauty Biz inspiration and success tools, then you're going to want to head over to beautybizclub.com, which is the premier online success academy where talented practitioners go to maximize their potential and to become booked perfectly. Again, that is beautybizclub.com and it would be my pleasure and my honor to help you tap into your highest potential in the beauty industry. 